Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gable Renzo. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, get on the grid. We're into hour two. Thanks to Donnie Wrightside for joining us in hour one. Absolutely, absolutely flown by uh, so far. We're back. We're live. We're bringing it. We're sweating. We're sweating like Lance Armstrong under the under the lights. You know what? I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, that's why no one likes you, Lance. Uh, like, like, really. Like, everybody wants to see Lance Armstrong's story. Or, like, you hear, uh, Cam, you're going to like this. A nine-part Tom Brady documentary. Oh, uh, really? Uh, like, uh, yeah, nine yeah. parts? No thanks. We, we get There's it. only one Michael Jordan. There's only one last dance, all right? I don't need yeah. to see, like, what? Are you, you going to get into the cheating? Are you going to do it? Really? What's going to be? Like, he's going to be pimping his, uh, his vitamin products? This guy hawks more things than Alex yeah. Jones does. Exactly. You brought up a great point. The last dance was special because it's a different generational thing. A lot of people grew up with the Bulls, but younger kids who were into, you know, LeBron and everybody else never got to see the Bulls. Lance Armstrong, it's not a few a few years removed, and Tom Brady's still playing in the damn league. It becomes special. It's kind of like what we talk about when people loosely throw around the word classic. It's a classic game. Is it a classic game or a game that we just saw a couple years ago? So what I say, Gabe, is get bent. Over time, over time, things, you know, they marinate and get better. It's too soon for Tom Brady. Too soon. Well, the thing, the thing is, Michael Jordan was a cultural phenomenon. The Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls were a cultural phenomenon. Tom Brady is a good quarterback who's a weird dude who hawks vitamin products. All right? Like, like there's nothing interesting about it. Yeah, we get it. You know, he's a six-round draft pick. He made it fine. Like, you know, I'm not, you know. But as far as the story is concerned, there's no – it's just not, nowhere near the same. Now, he's saying, oh, no, no, it's not going to be like the last dance. Of course, it's not going to be like the the last dance. But I'm just stating, like, you know, I can't wait. You know, I was all on board with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before. You know, with Jameis Winston coming back, I liked the direction that they were going in. Now, suddenly, they're America's team. Everyone's giving them the Super Bowl and stuff like that. And – I got to be honest with you. I know that he he holed out from 130 the other day. Tom Brady looked old to me on a golf course. That's I what I kept thinking. I'm like, dude, man, the guy's got sort of like, you know, he's he's had plastic surgery and stuff. You can tell he looks weird, but he looked old. Like even on the golf course, I was looking at it. And I'm like, man, doesn't look like a dude that's going to put fear in NFL players anymore. And I, I you know I don't want to tempt fate because he's the master and he's the greatest. And I give him that. I give him that. But we're going to find out now without the master, Bill Belichick. Bruce Arians might think he's great. Just ask him. He's no Bill Belichick. I agree with you 100%. Another thing is I'm looking at Tampa Bay. I almost want to bet the, the, the Bucks team under right now, and I agree with you 100%. Tom Brady, you're not playing in New England anymore. Tampa Bay still has deficiencies on the offensive line. He can't move. We'll see how it plays in that muggy Tampa Bay weather, too. The guy looked absolutely horrible for eight holes on the golf course. He got it together at the end, and we'll give Tom credit. He loves to prove everybody wrong, but this Tampa Bay love fest, I'm not down with it, and I'm going to tell you, despite the interceptions, 
Jameis Winston, to me, I think is a more electrifying quarterback. And it's interesting. I actually prefer uh, them with Winston over Brady, but we'll see. I know that's probably a crazy take, but that's the way I feel about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not sold on them, Gabe. And I think TB is going to get hit early and often this year. Well, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're a better football team with James Winston, but I'll tell you what, I like them better for betting purposes with James so Winston. Because now, now suddenly everybody's on this bandwagon and you almost don't have a choice. You either pass or you go contrarian uh, when it comes uh, to the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. But we've got news, actually. Um, all right, we want to welcome all of our radio affiliates uh, right now. Ted Mix, game time decisions. We're in Tower 2. I'm Gabriel Lorenzo. We're throwing down a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, Steve Kyler is going to join us from the Basketball Insiders. We're going to talk NBA, this 1-16 through 16, uh, playoff format. We're kicking the tires on a National Hockey League. We'll go over the uh, the round rub. We'll be talking about the playoff matchup, so we got hung up on Montreal and Pittsburgh. But we'll go over uh, the round robin matchups as well, playing for seeding to, to be the top four seeds. As Gary Bettman uh, got everybody excited today, uh, basically to tell us what we already knew. There was a couple of wrinkles, something about the NHL draft, blah, 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 like people give a crap about the NHL draft right now. Uh, but something interesting, actually, some breaking news as far as the XFL is concerned. Listen, man, I love the XFL. I was going to New York Guardian games. It was a great time. We really enjoyed ourselves. We were looking forward to going back to see Houston and New York play. And then the league got shut down. And then they filed for bankruptcy. Yet, you know, there's been a lot of talk this week that they're bringing it back. And Vince McMahon said, no, 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 no. I'm not I'm not the one that's coming to rebuy the XFL. <laughs> but people are now thinking that his son, Shane McMahon. Shane O'Mac? Shane, Shane no O'Mac. Shane O'Mac? Yeah, he'll roll in and say, hey, I'm buying the XFL right now. Oh, that's so good. You know what I love about those rich slick. guys? They always have a plan. Oh, it's very slick. What do we do? Oh, short the you stock. You know what the rich guys can buy notice? That's what they, they do. Always it's, it's, these, they always have these yes. goons as sons. They'll do whatever they tell them to do, too. Yeah, that's right. Hey, son number one, goon number one. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Marenzi. And I'll tell you another thing, too, is these guys are geniuses. Let the league go under. We'll short the stock. This is going to be good. And then I'll get Shane O'Mac to buy the company. What, Dad? I own the XFL? Fantastic. That's how rich people get richer, Gabe. They're not stooges. Hey, they control the world, buddy. We're just playing in it. We're pawns. And that's how they uh, get rich. Really, 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 really rich by doing things like that. Oh, what? I could get the company for cheaper? Sounds good. They came too far. They came too far in the XFL. They went through the first. They come back. It was actually success. It was good football. People liked it. Hey, listen, people, there, there are reports that they're actually contacting stadiums that they already played in and said, we're coming back next year. We'll talk NHL and NBA on the other side. Game time decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time to sit and continues. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart. A lot of stuff to still uh, get to. We got to uh, unpack the National Hockey League news. You know, now that the NHL stepped up with a press conference, 
I hope that uh, Adam Silver took note. And uh, um, please, Mr. Commissioner, Mr. Silver, when you have a press conference, please actually have something besides like, well, we hope to play at some point this summer. Yeah, thanks, Gary. <laughs> thanks for getting us all excited. People are like, oh, I knew the NHL would be the first back. They always back what? You guys are talking about like, you know, you guys, so basically I'll just go through it. So starting June 1st, uh, they can start skating, but not practicing. So six guys allowed on the ice at once, skating around, yeah. passing the puck around, firing at the net, et cetera, uh, but not organized team practices, so to speak. All right? Uh, and then that leads up for the entire month. They want to get everybody tested before July 1st. Hypothetically, July 1st, they would then do a training camp, which that would take like another three weeks or so, I would assume, right? And, you know, we're looking at late July. That is if everything fell into place right now. And Gary Bettman did not mention, as Cam brought up in the last update, and great update, great job, is Kevin Dubnik might not be a star, but he's one of the player reps. And he said, yeah, by the way, like, he said, all this is just a playoff format. <laughs> he said, we agreed to a playoff format. He goes, we've never agreed to, like, anything else. <laughs> like, there's never no been talk. Good point. Oh, yeah, we'll do this. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll play here. We'll do here. What about the testing? Yeah. Like, he goes, we've never agreed. And a big thing that's coming up here that, you know, it's just like in the real world with regular workers, except athletes are regular workers. If you work at the meat plant, tough. You get coronavirus, you can't sue the boss. Well, I tell you what. Professional athletes that have $58 million contracts are asking the question, what if I get coronavirus, I get really sick, who's paying for that, and what happens to my contract long-term, and what about future earnings that I would potentially lose uh, moving forward as well? And insurance companies aren't covering COVID. So, you know, so in other words, you're going to tell the player, wow, that's a risk you're going to have to take. And I don't know. Maybe not every player is going to want to take that risk. I don't, you know, I, they're on the same page, Cam, it seems. You know, Bettman wouldn't, Bettman wouldn't have went on national television around the world today yes. and announced all this without feeling that they're close. But I'm telling you what, I saw Darren Dreger, who's a pretty good hockey insider, uh, yes, say is. Yeah, players are very serious about who's paying for the insurance of their sickness, and it, i.e., it's not going to be them. <laughs> no, and another point is, the stories that came out today were basically news that we knew a day or two ago, Gabe, when we were talking about this. And you know what would have been nice today? I didn't expect the whole plan to come together, but maybe narrowing down hub cities. Uh, you don't even narrow it down to like a final four. You give me 10. It's like more than what we had before. It's like, I don't even understand what the heck's going on. As for hockey, I agree. I, I don't think they would have gone on TV without having a plan. I think some players are still skeptical. We talk about the Europe, European players. What's going to happen in place? We're going to have a plane in Helsinki for the Finns, the Swedes, whatever Eastern Bloc we get together, bring these guys back. They're slowly opening up facilities. i got to believe the same as you. Uh, my prediction for hockey was like the August 8th to 14th, 15th area. I think that's when it's coming back, but you're right. Dreger says this thing's not confirmed when they're talking about reports and Dubnik, uh, part of the players rep. These guys are a little bit worried as well. But good point, though. Like, get, Bettman doesn't go on TV unless they're close. And I know they have the vote, most votes of the players, but it's not set in stone yet. And I got to be honest, Gabe, I thought a little more things were going to be. I'm with you. Like, I don't understand how the hub cities became increased instead of decreased. I thought there was going to be more concrete answers on the board. A little bit disappointing. Yeah, well, you know, the getting the players back is a big issue. The hub city's not such a big issue right now. And to Gary Bettman's defense, 
things change. And yeah, it's a very do. fluid situation as far as what cities are going to look like, what the government uh, is going to look like, what, what kind of permission they're going to have in certain areas. As we were talking about a couple of minutes ago, Los Angeles makes sense for a hub city. They've handled big events. The Staples Center's handled big events. And, um, you know, they have the hotel connected. There's various ice rinks. Because it's not just having one rink, guys. It's about having a rink, and it's about having a practice facility, another rink, another rink that you could potentially play games at, where you can play a couple of games. Uh, you know, hotels. games at a couple of venues is a big thing. Having hotels in the area, having hospital in the area, having, um, you know, food facilities that basically the players do not have to leave an area. And then also having that area be willing to basically shut everything off around it, right? So in other words, like the Marriott, uh, i.e. Ritz-Carlton Marriott attached, the JW Marriott attached to the, uh, the Staples Center, at least the report of Los Angeles was they're willing to like close the hotel. Like the hotel's not open, there's a thousand rooms. Like they're basically like they, they're making a plan basically saying, look, we'll put the Blackhawks on the third floor, the Canadians on the sixth floor, you know what I mean? Everyone will be spread out. But you need a couple of hotels. You don't want to put the entire league uh, in one spot. Uh, but so the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins will play the Montreal Canadiens. We talk about it. It's an interesting scenario. Teams now know for months in advance who they're going to be playing. Gives them an opportunity to really scout and break uh, uh, break it down. I'm happy for the New York Rangers. Uh, you know, And not a lot of people ever say this, but I'm actually happy for Dolan. I'm happy for the guys over at MSG even though it sucks for them, the playoffs aren't there. But the Rangers work hard, and they fall under, like, everyone laughs at the Knicks. Everyone's always on Dolan all the time. But So it's not the Rangers players' fault, Kevin. They're a scrappy hockey team. They battled hard, man. They were out of the playoff spot. They fought their way into this. That's going to be a fun series. I tell you what, the Rangers are going to battle against the Carolina Hurricanes, but the Canes just sort of find ways to win series just like this. They do, Gabe, and Carolina is one of my big dark horses in the East. I like the fact that they get all their uh, defensemen back. Uh, remember, they were out uh, both without their starting goaltenders during uh, Zamboni Gate when they had the Toronto Marlies, uh, you know, Zamboni driver. Uh, no, I'm only betting on him if the Zamboni guy's playing. He started, right? <laughs> right. Hey, Zamboni guy. If it's not him, I don't no. want any part of it. Yeah, no, no. no they got to put him on the active roster at this point. Yeah, that's right. Hey, happened with COVID, like, he's got to be along for the ride. <laughs> That's right. Morazic, you're done. Hey, hey, Reimer, your history. It's Zamboni guy. But I will say this. Let's remember something about the New York Rangers, too. Zabana Jad was one of the hottest players in the league before COVID-19 hit. And the Rangers were in a really good spot. And then Chris Kreider got hurt. Chris Kreider is one of the fastest players in the league not and one of the most underrated. And the Rangers have good goaltending. Uh, Shershtikov, hey, what about, hey, they got Lundqvist as basically a second, third stringer right now. Georgiev, watch out, people. The Rangers got three goaltenders. It's a shame that they couldn't ship one of them and get some more uh, defensive depth and maybe a sniper too. But this is going to be a hard-fought series. Lean to the Carolina Hurricanes, and I'm with you, Gabe. I'm happy to see the Rangers in the playoffs. Good young team that works hard. Uh, we were speaking with George Kurtz, Sports Grids, uh, George Kurtz. Big, uh, big, big, big. He's a big front runner. So he's a big uh, New York Islander fan, Yan Yankees and uh, Cowboys. <laughs> and, you know, yes, I, yes. as I said before, for people to say, how can, you, uh, how can I be a front-runner fan if I'm an Islander fan? Because you started liking them when you were a kid, and they yeah, were winners. Four cups, baby. Right? You, you could have picked the Rangers. You're from New York. You could have picked the Rangers. You hate the Devils. Oh, he does around, live man. on Long Island. 
he does live on Long Island, Gabe. Yeah, you gotta give him that. Point. Right? He did, yeah, yeah, he nice grew yard. up right down the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, his yeah, wife's yeah, beating big, him big down in, uh, with the garage. Hey, George, you gotta plant but, some tomatoes. <laughs> yes, yes. I agree. <laughs> but he he's worried about the Florida Panthers. I'll tell you, the New York Islanders were not playing good hockey before the shutdown. They were falling apart, and it's interesting because they were big upstarts last year. They were under, they were overachievers, and then this year they were sort of underachievers. I don't know if they bought into their own hype. They weren't getting good goaltending. They they can't score. They had defensive breakdowns. Barry Trotz was getting really frustrated. The Islanders are a team that really it couldn't it can't hurt them this layoff because the way things were going, they weren't even going to make the playoffs, right? Like they were they were fading fast. So this the might help falling them off. Actually, I agree with you 100%. If one team needed a break more than anybody, it was the New York Islanders. Barry Trotz game, when I was in Vegas before COVID-19, they were the hottest team in the league. They went into Washington and beat them. After that, bad things happened. I'll tell you one thing about Florida. Sure, they have talent. I know George is scared, but the New York Islanders, this break's good for them. They will get it done. They'll find a way to beat Florida. I like the Islanders in five. I think the series goes the distance, but they're too good. Trotz, you give them time, and the Islanders have better goaltending than Florida. That's what matters. I will take the Islanders all day and all night, and this break is going to do nothing but help them. I'm betting them in that series, buddy. Islanders advance. And, of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs would play the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, we're going to talk some NBA basketball. We asked you guys on Twitter, do you like the 1 through 16 playoff format? We'll give you the answer on the other side. Bring it. everybody, Cam Stewart, your Sports Grid News and betting update. If you want that edge, cappers, you need to get on the grid, and sports is coming back. As expected, the NHL has officially approved the 2014 playoff format for its return to play, with each conference playing its games in a single hub city to be determined, according to the commission, Gary Bettman. There are no official return date. The league says they will go straight into the playoffs. No regular season games when teams take the ice again, and the playoffs will not start before July 1st. It's going to be way after that. Ten hub cities mentioned in the article. Two conferences. Let's go. U.S. cities include Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, L.A., Minneapolis, and Vegas. Canadian cities include Toronto, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Also top four seeds in the conference first round by NHL Draft Lottery June 26. Despite this latest announcement, wild goalie Devin Dubnik says, hey, it looks really good right now, but there's still a long way to go. Just two days after New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said pro sports teams in his state can begin operating up training camps, his New Jersey counterpart followed suit today. Hey, it's going to impact the New York Giants, the Jets, the MLS's Red Bulls, all of whom are based in New Jersey. It won't really affect the Devils because they're not included in the league's 24-team playoff plan. In the NBA, while the possibility of playing grows day by day, no guarantee that Dame Lillard will suit up if the current campaign resumes. He says, no chance at playoffs, no play for me. When the league went on hiatus, the Portland Trailblazers trailed the eight-seeded Memphis Grizzlies by three and a half games. The all-star guard says he will not play unless his team gets a shot at a postseason berth. In the event of returning to action, the NBA is yet to decide if it will go straight into the playoffs or play some out of remaining regular season games. At the time of the stoppage, all teams in the league have played between 63 and 67 games. However, they need 70 to fulfill all the club's regional television deals. A play-in tournament for the final two playoff spots in each division. Another option, the Blazers tied with New Orleans and Sacramento for ninth in the West. Spurs half game back 
with those three teams. Also, most NBA teams are suggesting that the NBA draft will have to wait till fall to choose the next destination. Teams around the league believe this year's free agency period will not start until October 1st. Other news, the Detroit Pistons beginning a search for new general manager. According to ESPN, Ed Stefanski has served as the team's de facto GM since 2018. NFL head coaches could return to team facilities as early as next week. Sources telling Yahoo Sports. And if the coaches do return, many camps, including players, reportedly slated for June 15th, the earliest, or as late as June 27th. In other NFL news, appearing on CNBC this morning, Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross said he's very confident the COVID-19 virus won't cancel the upcoming season. The real question for him is, will they play in front of fans in the stadiums or play in the empty seats? We got four games in German soccer day for all you betters out there. Bayern Munich, they blanked Borussia Dortmund, one to nothing the final there. Big upset here. We didn't see this one coming. Wolfsburg, ow! Over Bayer Leverkusen, 4-1 the final. Eintracht, Frankfurt, and Freiburg, they played to a 3-3 draw. I hope you had the over. And Verda Braden and Monchek Black, they played to a scoreless draw, 0-0. Hope you had the under. And golf, Rory McIlroy believes the 2020 Ryder Cup will be postponed. They want to play in front of fans. I'm Cam Stewart, and that's your sports update. Now host, Gabe Moretzi takes over on Game Time Decisions. Get on the grid, everybody. Game Time Decisions continues. Thank you very much, Cam Stewart. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates, wherever you are tuning in. I am Gabriel Moretz. We're throwing it down with a raging Reddit. Cam Stewart, Steve Kyler will step up in it in a moment uh, or two. The crazy Aussie, Mick Aussie, will join us. AFL football is coming back. And if you guys haven't watched AFL football before, it's not one of those It's not one of those sports that you're just going to like, oh, you know what, I'm watching this because I'm betting on it. You'll actually really like it. The games will fly by. It rocks. All right, so we were – fun sports. So we were talking – I've been watching it for like uh, 18 years now. So we were talking about the uh, the NHL and their playoff format. People are actually excited just about the prospect of a potential uh, return, although they said training camps wouldn't open until July 1st at minimum. Uh, Let's bring in Steve Kyler right now, Basketball Insiders. Uh, to uh, to talk about uh, the NBA and what they're doing, what he's hearing, watching the NHL do this has got to get Commissioner Silver anxious a little bit to say, you know what, let's uh, let's get this party started. Steve, welcome to the program. Thanks a lot for joining us. How you doing? I'm well, Gabe. But first of all, Cam's got some energy, right? That guy's going. Good job. Oh, you like that, huh? (laughs) I'm out of breath after the interview, Steve. It takes it all out of me, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, he he, he walks, you know, he puts in a couple of miles around a track daily just to get through the update, Steve. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you got gas like that, that's a good thing. Like, yeah, right? These times, we bring it like that. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it looks like your uh, your uh, your air conditioning is working better than ours. I said earlier, yes. I'm sweating like Michael Jordan in Utah, man. I don't know whether I had too many drinks, whether it was pizza, combination. Let me ask you about that, Steve. I'm of almost of like all of the above. You know what? The pizza didn't go down well. Um, you had the flu. You got sick. The window cigars. was open. And oh, yeah. So the cigars and oh, yeah. You're, you're leaving out the part. You probably drank like a bottle of tequila as well. <laughs> right, Steve? I'm almost of all the above with this. Where do you stand on Pizzagate? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, look, you know, I, I, I think there was a lifestyle in kind of that 
end of the Jordan era that just wouldn't fly in the social media age. If we had the, the cell phones with the cameras at that time, I think we would have seen a whole different view of Charles Barkley, Isaiah Thomas, Michael <laughs> Jordan. Um, you think the TMZ crowd is crazy now. The stuff I, I have personally heard from those guys, let alone what really happened, I, I'm just saying I'm going to go all the above myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I, I, you know, only just to be there. Actually, you're right. And listen, man, his reds weren't, his eyes weren't that like shot for nothing, guys. Right? Like, trust me, as someone as part, I used to be in a metal band, Steve. Right? So, I mean, you know, his so eyes hard, were look harder. worse than. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> look like Lemmy Motorhead. Like Lemmy Motorhead look healthier than Jordan did at, at big stages. But nevertheless, so I asked people, Steve, on Twitter. We just fired this question off and. You know, I, I'm not surprised about the answer, but I said, I, nice and simple. Do you like it? Do you hate it? The uh, the 1 through 16, 70% of people answering this so far say they love it. They love the 1 through 16. So let me ask you, are they serious about this? Uh, are they throwing it out there to get a feel and see what the public says? Number one. And number two, what's your take on it? Do you like it? Well, I think there's some challenges, right? When we were in kind of a normal world, the real problem with one through 16 wasn't the competitive part. It was the logistics part, right? The traveling all over the country. Do broadcast partners really want a Memphis, Portland, you know, second round series that nobody outside of Memphis and Portland's going to watch? And I think that changes a little bit. One, you don't have to worry about the travel. They're all going to be in the same site. Um, you can play the game of what's going to draw the biggest audience, irregardless of kind of local market. Um, so it gets interesting. And when you go, how do you make something out of what is really just a crappy situation all the way around? You know, trying to roll out kind of east versus west. One plays eight. Maybe we'll care. When you throw a little bit of a yeah. wrinkle into it, at least it's going to jumpstart something that probably starts with limited life support. Maybe it's the, the greatest thing, you know, like the golf thing we just saw with, you know, Tom Brady and Tiger Woods. Maybe well, you read my mind, Steve. Six million people watch, watch But you mentioned the NHL is coming back. Major League Baseball is going to start playing. NASCAR is going around the circle. At some point, the NBA is going to have to compete for eyeballs and just rolling out what you think you have. And, oh, by the way, what do these players look like after 75 days of being away yeah. from the game? There's going to be a rust factor. And if you don't have a wrinkle in it, how do you get people really interested? And is this something that could maybe make some of those less desirable matchups when you think about Bucks magic? Does that get interesting because it's in this new format and you've got a magic team that could get back a Jonathan Isaac could get healthy and maybe hit a Bucks team that's not ready to pick up right where they left off. So you could get some interesting angles that I think may, maybe make it more sellable in terms of those marketing partners, in terms of advertising ratings, you know, all of those things that kind of matter to broadcasters. But the purist in me says if you do that, if you up in this, then you immediately throw an asterisk on the champion, no matter who it is, Ugh. whether it's the Lakers, the Bucks, the A word now be not the uh, same. I don't know, Steve. We were, we were saying it actually different in the pandemic, too. And, and, and you know, the NHL talked about the, the three of five game. I think just winning in these type of circumstances, me and Marenzi were saying, you know, it's special, neutral court, uh, the, the trials and tribulations. I kind of look at it a little bit differently than most. I, I don't want to throw the A word around there, but we were talking and we're kind of in agreement where I don't put an asterisk beside it, but you're entitled to your opinion, buddy. But don't, don't you think, though, 
all this time off, we're going to see the, 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 you know, the fittest of the fit and who can win neutral site games, not in front of fans, referee calls. It's going to be a very, very different landscape, Steve. It does. And I think from the sports betting world, it opens it wide open. I think when you're one of these middle tier teams, certainly teams, when you think about, say, like Philadelphia that had injuries, you think about Portland, if they can play their way into this, getting Yersef Nurkic back, getting Zach Collins back. When you just look at kind of some of these middle tier teams that maybe didn't win a ton of regular season games, could get in and make noise because you don't have travel, because you don't have the built in home court advantage, because it is going to be who are you right now? and do some of these older players get injuries? You know, when you look at kind of, you know, the teams that usually win or the teams that can stay healthy through the journey, do we get some of these older players back and they immediately pull a hamstring or they weren't just ready physically? So I do think that there's an uncertainty in all of this that will make it interesting in ways that maybe a normal season wouldn't. You know, we're conversation with basketball insiders and Steve Kyler. Steve, I'm a, a diehard Toronto Raptor fan and, you know, I was on your Twitter and you said something and fans, I think I'm not alone in this and you read fans well. I said, man, if we win the title, trust me, it's real. I'll be like back to back, baby. We won last year. We won in a format. We won in this format. There they, you know what I mean? Now you get back to back champs. They lose. I'll be like, man, that wasn't real. They didn't get to defend that. <laughs> Are you telling me that tournament in Orlando? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being real, Stephen. That's what fans are going to say, right? Like if the Lakers win, People will be like, LeBron's the best ever. If they lose, they'll be like, man, that wasn't nothing, man. That doesn't even count. <laughs> yeah, like that's the year the Clippers win it, right? The Clippers win it this year. Everybody's just dismissive. <laughs> yeah. Like that, it's not LA. It's it's not a yeah. No, I I, think I love the truth what Doc is, Rivers right? said. If you win, you want it. If yeah. you lose, well, you didn't have a real chance. Yeah, I like what Doc Rivers said. He goes, if we win it. We'll have a parade and we'll celebrate. Yep. We will put a yeah, ring yeah, on finger yeah. for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So what are the and, and you know there are some fun matchups actually. I'll tell you what, speaking of the Lakers, Lakers Nets in a first round playoff series. That's not bad, huh, Steve? Yeah, especially when you consider enough time has passed and, you know, the Nets are doing this. Kevin Durant is not coming back. Kevin Durant's agent says he's not coming back. Kevin Durant. So how long is this guy hurt for? 13 years? Series. Yeah, is he how done? Long is he What's supposed the to be out for? Like, like, well, no, right because back. is 18 months. So he's okay. in that window now where we're on the other side of 12 months. So it's one, where's he really at? And I think the one thing they're saying is he hasn't been able to stay on a real rehab plan. He hasn't been in the gym training like he normally would. So please stop saying it. But there's a reality that yeah. if there's a championship on the line, he could step out there and maybe he's ready. He looked good in some of those those videos we've seen of him training with the team before all of this happened. Yeah, I saw him catching footballs, throwing footballs to himself. Yet, yeah. can you imagine? It's almost like coming back into playoffs like last year, which he did, and it ended poorly. Uh, and, you know, we know what happened after that. One of the series, and Cam, I don't know what series is most attractive to you. We talked about the Mavericks and the Clippers earlier. But one, and that would have happened anyways in the format. But one of the fresh series that I like here, Steve, the Heat and the Thunder. That's the one that caught my eye. I'm like, wow, Miami Heat and the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder would be a fun playoff series on a neutral court. The Thunder are a fun young team. Yeah, and I would say the 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 Thunder not only in terms of like Chris Paul with a chip on his shoulder, that's a guy who needed as much time off as anybody. You know, he's he's been 
less than an 80 game guy for a while. So you get him healthy. You get these young guys just a little bit more time, you know, time and the ability to kind of go through just the maturation process of learning how to train in the NBA, learning how to kind of process life in the NBA. Um, look, the Thunder were a team I thought was going to be sneaky good regardless. And they were. But look, this Miami Heat team, they're going to be healthy. Jimmy Butler's rested. He went out and bought basketball hoops for all of his team. And by the way, Florida's been one of the ones that said get in the gym quick and early. So, you know, Miami and just the way that they're structured and the way their team is, you know, they're going to be formidable. And when you talk about dark horses to maybe win the whole thing in the Eastern Conference, could be Miami. Got to love Jimmy Butler. Uh, so hardcore. Yeah. He said he bought everyone. He, he sent everybody ribs. Because I heard Chris, Chris it, Middleton it and Giannis were saying. The NBA said teams were not allowed to provide that for their players. Like they couldn't send them the $199 Walmart rim because that is somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. breaking the rules. So Jimmy Butler bought them all for his teammates. And then a bunch of his teammates like literally talked about, they didn't even have tools to put it together. Like if you can imagine <laughs> seven foot guy in its driveway with one wrench and a screwdriver, that was the yeah. Miami Heat two months ago. That'd be great. Like an NBA player having to ask like their scrub neighbor to come over. Yeah. Hey, can you help me out, Steve? Great stuff. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time to sit and continues. I am Gabe Morenci. Get on the grid at Sports Grid. Check out at Sports Grid uh, on uh, Twitter, sportsgrid.com for all the information. Some great uh, programming um, like Scotty Farrell, game time decisions, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, DFS when sports are actually back. So um, I've got, you know, I see a story here right now, and, and I like Sports Illustrated a lot, but I see a story. It says the NBA should return. But should it crown a champion? No, yes, maybe they yes. should return and not. Maybe we shouldn't even have a scoreboard. What is this little 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 league soccer? Should it, we would it come back and like? No, what do dude? It's harder to win a championship in a pandemic on a neutral court. Enough for this asterisk stuff. You know, every team's in the same thing. It's a challenge. It's different. It's a challenge. And you know what? It's fair. There's no home court advantage. We're all on the same court. There's no fans. It's like a street ball game. Shut up and play. I got no. Me and you are in the minority. I think it's fantastic. The, the next question is, how are we going to handle the situation, especially in the Western Conference? And I'll tell you something, Gabe. With Zion Williamson, when he came on the scene, you know the NBA execs are happy. They want one thing. They want LeBron, Kawhi, all the stars to be there. But I'm telling you about Zion Williamson, it's about dollars. Right now, Dame Lillard came out with that story today. If we don't give us a chance, screw that. I'll sit with my team on the bench. What's going to happen? Most teams playing 63 to 67. They got the 70-game TV deal. We see what happens there. I can tell you one thing. They want Zion Williamson in the damn playoffs. He's good for business. Yeah, they would like to get him in the playoffs, uh, but there's not enough real estate unless they do a play-in, which they, they probably won't do. I think the NBA wants to play. Um, they want to get to 70 games, but it's a challenge. 
It seems. Listen, it's pointless to have the Cleveland Cavaliers playing and the Atlanta Hawks playing. I agree right with. Now. Yeah. Yes, Everybody yes, knows yes. this, right? You're doing it solely for television contracts, but at the same point in time, it could give other teams an opportunity to prepare for the playoffs as well. That's somewhat true. of a preseason. It's like a regular season preseason, uh, so to speak. You can't have these players and these teams just come back and then, all right, yeah, you haven't played in uh, in 84 days. And now you're playing your first game, and this game counts as game one of the playoffs. You know, and it's sort of like guys are going to get hurt, too. Guys are going to be suddenly playing at full speed. They haven't played in a while. That's why, you know, they're going to have to go through the process. Listen, Cam, Zion's going to have a lot of opportunities uh, moving forward. You know, to me, all these teams, I don't even know. Hey, regular season games count. You should have tried harder earlier in the season. I get it. The Pelicans, he was hurt. It is what it is. As far as the Blazers, you guys suck anyways, all right? And I love Damian Lillard. You guys have zero chance of winning the title, even on a neutral court. You're that's, not a yeah, good team this year. Yeah, yeah not. They don't. They, they just don't. You know what I mean? Like, let's just be real. I sound like Kevin Durant right now. Well, you think you're going to win? <laughs> you got no chance of winning. <laughs> no, yeah, but, Rip City. You know, no, he's not like, so come much, on, man. I got, we got, <laughs> yeah, settle down, Rip City. Um, it's, it's, it's not happening. Dame Lillard bitching about like the Blazers being left out. It's like the Pac-12 complaining about college football playoffs, Cam. Yeah, you're not. Doesn't matter. Oregon, Washington, Stanford. Yeah, who are you? USC. Who cares? You're not going to be there anyway when things go when things matter. But I would like to see Gabe. Is what you said though the play-in tournament with those teams on the outskirts, like. Sacramento, Buddy Heald, and those guys were playing better. Like, you know what I mean? If it doesn't happen, fine. I'm not going to freak out about it. But if it does, it would be cool to see if Zion could slip in. And uh, the way it stands right now, you know, the, the Spurs are a half game behind those teams in the West. But I think it would be pretty cool. That's what I'm saying. They still got to live up to the TV contract if they have time. But you said it. They're running out of racetrack. So it looks like they're like going to take the NHL stance and go right into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I think they probably, that's what they end up doing. I think they probably do just go right into the playoffs. And, you know, as as we stated, you know, the play-in games, the play-in games are going to be a temptation for them because there's money there to be made. People are going to watch yep. these games. People are going to want to watch Zion. Uh, but the fact is, they're like four and a half games back. So, like, you know, what yeah. are you going to win every, every play-in game? You know, what are you going to put the Golden State Warriors in now to try to get Curry in? It is what it hey. is, Cam. Trust me. They wish, the it league, was, the league. they wish it was the NHL, Gabe. The Montreal Canadiens are in the damn playoffs, and that's insane to me. Like, you know what I mean? That was a team that was way far. They, they love this new system, and you talked about it. Yeah, hey, we they, can... didn't, yeah. they didn't do that to help the Montreal Canadiens. They just took the top no. 12 teams, and the Canadiens happened yes, to be they... the 12th team. Yes, I agree. Right. They're, they're, not, they're not trying to help. They're not trying to help uh, the Montreal Canadiens, but whatever, dude. Like, the league doesn't need Zion Williamson, Cam. You know what I mean? The kid's a rookie. He's played 20 games. Like, the NBA playoffs don't need this kid. <laughs> so, it's like, we don't need to rearrange the NBA because, ooh, Zion didn't get in the playoffs. Whatever, kid. You're 20 years old, 21 years old. You'll have a million opportunities to get in the playoffs. You know, the Pelicans play better earlier in the season, and uh, you'd be in the playoffs uh, right now. So, the playoff matchups, the books, the Bucks and the Magic, that would have happened already anyways, actually. And, you know, I don't think the, lo- the long layoff helps uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. I, you know, I think a team like the Bucks, they're a three-point shooting team. They were killing yep. everybody. Like, listen, I thought the same thing about LSU. 
I remember when LSU were off after LSU rolled through the SEC Conference Championship game. It was like, well, maybe being off for four weeks will slow their offense down. It didn't. Not so much. No, they were they were absolutely amazing. It was like maybe being off for another couple of weeks before the title game that'll slow their offense down. No, it didn't. Right. So it never did slow their offense down. You can kind of think the same thing with the Milwaukee Bucks that being off for that long can't help them. If you're a team and you're rolling and you're winning by 38 every night, you don't want to be suddenly off for two and a half months. Yeah, no, maybe don't. they're that good and they're going to be refreshed. But the thing is, Milwaukee rely on the outside shot so much, it's risky, right? Like to see if the shots are going to fall. But they're going to have a training camp, right? They're going to have, a, you know, they're going to have time to get their shot back, so to speak. You know, we were kidding about it earlier. Jimmy Butler um, got hoops for everybody, uh, for his teammates. Uh, like Chris Middleton said, he didn't shoot a basketball for two months. Giannis said, I don't have access to a hoop, which I don't really That's understand ridiculous. why these guys can't just order one themselves online, right? It's not rocket science. Yeah. So you're a millionaire and you don't have access to a hoop. Find a way to get it done. If a regular person can get, if a regular person can go out and get a damn hoop and Jimmy Butler can order hoops for his teammates and hire a guy in the neighborhood like our Hainzer and put up the basketball hoop game. See, that's no excuse for me. Like, imagine you saying, oh, okay, well, it's COVID-19, Gabe. Uh, you know what? Uh, so I'm not going to do a radio show for three months. We're still doing, you're still doing like seven damn shows a day. I don't you know. You don't even take a break. The fact that you're an NBA professional player and you're like, oh, I haven't shot a basketball. To me, that's unacceptable. Sorry. You're a professional. You got to go out and practice your craft. Yeah. You know, the thing is, it's refreshing at times for, for players not to play. And it's the yep. same thing. Steve Vai is one of the greatest guitar players of all time. And Steve Vai says that usually like once a year, he doesn't play for like three weeks or two weeks or a month or if That's he can, cool. if, he, you know, if he's not doing yeah. anything. And he okay. does it to sort of get refreshed, to refine the love. You know, he reconnects. And, you know, being off can, you know, can help a lot, a lot of people. But at the same point in time, basketball is such a sport of rhythm. Shooting is such a rhythm, rhythmic it's basically a new season, and it's it's interesting, though. It's intriguing. Some guys are going to come back, and it's like you said. Some guys are shooting shots left and right right now in their backyard, right? Some guys have hoops. Some guys are working out like crazy. Like Jimmy Butler don't play around. Jimmy Butler expects his teammates to be ready when they come out of this. Some exactly. other teams you know, aren't, won't be quite as ready. You'll have some other players that are younger players. It'll almost be like their second season now or their third season. You know what I mean? Like a young yep. guy could explode like out of nowhere. I'm looking at a kid like Terrence Davis, actually, on the Toronto Raptors that nobody talks about. Great player in the SEC with Mississippi. Flew onto the radar. Has been given a chance. Another one of these sort of cast-offs that Messiah Jerry has found. And I like what this kid said, You know exactly what I'm talking about. He said, I'm going to have a big impact on the playoffs when we come back. He said, you'll see. And he basically stated, like, people are going to be surprised with my game when I come back. The kid already had a good game, but he's been working hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be players that are going to explode out of this. You're right. It's going to be fun. And, you know, like, and all this will be fun. We'll take it all. Like, like we were talking about with Steve Kyler a couple of minutes ago, Basketball Insiders. Over 6 million people watched a boring-ass golf charity game the other day. 
And, and trust me, that game sucked. I'm glad we won, Cam. But that was boring as hell. Hey, last hey, hey, it was a hell of a lot better than Wolfie boring. and Fowler. Boring. Boring. No, no. The first Skins game, that was a that was brutal. That was one of the worst television per- packages that I've ever seen. This one was better. It was better. There were points where it could have been better, but it was not brutal. I'll give it a semi-decent report card. Wolf and Fowler versus Johnson and McElroy, that was a train wreck. Yeah, you know what? Brian Anderson's a good play-by-play guy, but he was just driving me crazy. He was too much. Oh, yeah, oh there's yeah. great stuff here. Oh, this oh, is so entertaining. I'm like, I didn't enjoy A-Rod and J.J. Watt, too. They, we, that, exactly what you, we talked about. The broadcast did not like, need A-Rod and it didn't need J.J. Watt. Like, come on. It wasn't good golf. Like, Tiger was spraying the ball everywhere. Yeah, he hit every fairway. But, no, Pete Manning played good golf. Let's give our old buddy... Your teabagging buddy, some lit love there. Peyton Manning was damn good on the golf course. Go volunteers, baby. I enjoyed Monday Night Raw more, and I don't even like the WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Monday Night Raw was better than the Charity Skins game. But Monday Night Raw is like the Skins game. Uh, Monday Night Raw is like NASCAR. It's too long. Too long, yeah, like three hours. These NASCAR races, like, yeah, let's say call me in seven hours, man. The Monday Night Messiah thing sucks. It's a bad day. I agree. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, it's a cool name. Like, I get it. You know, it's just <laughs> it's my my word of advice uh, for, for Vince McMahon and Seth Rollins. The, the whole Messiah thing, let it go. And yeah, it's, I agree. it's not, 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 not catching on uh, right His now. His sidekick's horrible, too. Nice outfit. So, as I talked about, people love this 1 through 16 stuff. Yeah, I don't they, mind they, it. They, they like it. Every poll yep. that I see, I see other other polls, and we asked we asked our guys right now. Um, you know, we just asked the question not that long ago, and we got sixty six percent, sixty six percent, eighty six people responded already, and uh, we've got sixty six percent say they love it, thirty three percent say they uh, they hate it, and it is interesting. Steve brought it up before. The NBA wanted to do this in the past, actually, because and it's true. We all get bored of the same playoff matches. Oh, it's the Raptors versus the Nets again. And you know what I mean? The yep. same teams that play each other, the Sixers and the Celtics, et cetera. You know, the Heat. You get these same boring matchups all the time. But geographically, it was going to cost them money. You know, let's say you're going to have what? The Brooklyn Nets playing the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. It's a lot of flying around, right? It so is. Yep. I, I get why they're experimenting with this. And I got to be honest. At first, I thought, nah, they won't really do this. I think they actually probably will do this. I think they're going to shake will it up too. and they will do this. Yeah, that's that's going to be the best. And the NBA Finals is L.A. versus L.A. You'll be like, hey, hey, how we doing? No, 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 that's not well, that's cool. What they that's want. not good for business. Yeah, yeah that, you think? That's damn right that's what they want. Hey, LeBron versus Kawhi. Ooh. Oh, I thought you, thought you said it was good Ooh. for the Raptors. It's not. Hey, Trust me, it's not hey, good for anybody. The only thing this is yeah. good for is if your name is LeBron and Kawhi, all right? And that's what they yeah. want in the finals, LeBron versus Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the worst, man. If that if that happened, people would snap, though. But there's a very good possibility it would. Oh, well, who's going to snap? You bet people on that matchup. Yeah, that's what no, people you would want. Snap. They're not going to snap. Yeah. No. Are you calling yeah. me people? No, I don't want L.A. versus L.A. I'm not people. I don't want it. I think it, I think it would be horrible, but no, that's that's me. All right, game time decision continues.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Game Time Decisions. We've got a couple of minutes uh, left here. It was great to be live uh, once again. We apologize to all the uh, Mickamaniacs out there. The Mickamaniacs. Uh, fans of Mick Aussie, he'll join us uh, tomorrow. Uh, we had some technical uh, difficulties tracking him down in Australia. Uh, you know, the time zone difference and all that. <laughs> uh, so, hey, it's been a long time since we've seen a NASCAR race. Oh, no, that's right. It's been less than 24 hours. Listen, people, if you're a NASCAR fan, sports are back. And last night I got screwed over. I had Austin Sindrick. I threw a couple of darts. Guys, I took uh, Noah Gragson. Cam had Noah Gragson too. Noah Gragson, 14 to 1. Yep. Sindrick, 16 to 1. And Harrison Burton, 12 to 1. All three of them were in the top five going into overtime. And somehow, no, no, one of them can win. Kyle Bush wins. Tonight we got the truck series. All right. So tonight's the truck series. You bet this? Uh, yeah, guess who's running in the truck series? Kyle, oh, Bush. Kyle Bush. This guy's a oh, piece yeah, of yeah. work. Oh, yeah. Hey, enjoy your truck series Kyle there, Bush. Kyle Bush is like the guy that's married to a supermodel. He's yeah. married to, like, the hottest girl in town, but he still goes to the local bar and, like, bangs other people's wives in the bathroom. Yeah. Because he can. Yeah. Because <laughs> he can. I'm not Because he can. Me. I'm not going to lie. I'll bet the last race at Northfield. Good luck with your truck series tonight. I don't want to be in this stuff. Ooh, bad pit crew. We lost three spots. I'll tell you, these NASCAR new stages, they stink. I'm sick and tired of it. We had all, both of our guys ran the best race, and they couldn't even get a sniff. It's very, very frustrating. Enjoy the truck series. I'll be betting on four-legged friends at Northfield. Thinking about rolling the dice on Ben Rhodes tonight. (laughs) Well, oh, Ben, ben Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, 16 to 1. Dusty, yeah. Dusty. Well, hey, yeah, the other Rhodes won that uh, that All Elite Championship. So, yeah, uh, damn right. I don't know, man. Why not? Kyle Busch, minus 138. You bet against the guy. You're just going to end up losing. So, uh, thanks to Donnie Wrightside for joining us. Thanks to Steve Kyler for stepping up in it as well. Shout out to everybody for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow at 6 other night. You're on your own. Later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.